Hello, my beautiful sisters. It's yet another episode of When Marriage Hurts podcast, and this is episode number 55. Um, so I did not um, release a new episode last week. Um, so I, I, I feel like I do need to let you know the reason why, because I know a lot of you have come to expect to get a new episode every Monday, because that's the promise, really. Um, but I haven't been doing too well. Um, that's speaking in terms of my health. Um, I've been under a considerable amount of stress is what I would say <laughs> and I will just um I wouldn't bore you with the rest of my medical issues if I can call it that um but yeah and um I just didn't want to put out something for the sake of putting out something I just wasn't doing too well I'm doing a little bit better now but I'm not back to a hundred percent um, but I'm well enough to do to release an episode today, so yay, praise God for that, yeah, so um, it's your girl Ola Davis, and today I wanna talk about um i i I really haven't thought about how I'm gonna fra- phrase the title, <laughs> but um, I'll think about that later before the podcast goes live but basically what I want to talk about on this episode number 55 is how how abuse um how do I say this okay so if you've uh, if you've been following the podcast for a while or you've been reading up on eating abuse and all of the stuff you know that at the very root of abuse is the abuser's desire and attempt to control and manipulate the victim right now they try to control your thoughts if they could they try to control your perception of the world around you they try to control your reality or confuse you so that you can doubt your reality they try to make you lose confidence in yourself and all of these other things, right? Your self-esteem and whatnot. Um, but one part, one thing that abusers do do to their victims that I feel like it isn't talked about enough is the fact that abusers make you feel like your body isn't even your own. You feel like... It's almost like your body is just an extension of the abuser. It's not like a separate entity or like it's just not your own. It's not something that God has given you to take care of and for you to be the custodian or steward of. And it's a really weird thing because when when I try to talk about this with people that have people in healthy marriages that have never been like in an in in an abusive intimate relationship they just don't understand (laughs) they don't get it but people that have been married to abusers or dated abusers they get it when um 
when when I describe scenarios or when I try to even just broach the subject with them, like it just clicks with them right away. And what I, what do I mean by an abuser makes you feel like your body isn't yours? So, um, I can give you, you know, a couple of examples from my personal experience or from the experience of the other women that I've spoken with. Um, but this could, it could show up in different ways. It could show up in physical intimacy within the marriage. So it could be that, um, the abuser just demonstrates this level of entitlement over your body. And religion kind of plays into this too, right? Because we're taught that, you know, Paul said, when you become married, your body is not your own and your husband's body is not his own as well. But when we look at how this plays out in religious circles, it sounds more like, it doesn't feel like the wife has an equal right to her husband's body that the husband does to the towards the wife the wife's body right the whole sense of entitlement to the spouse's body it weighs more on the husband i'm not sure if i'm saying that if i'm grammatically correct putting it that way but the point i'm trying to make is they make it seem like the moment you get married as a woman, that's it. You no longer have any right towards your o- over your own body. Even um okay, let's maybe we'll circle back to this to sex. Let's look at other areas. So even your appearance, the kind of clothes you wear, whether or not you wear makeup, whether or not you wear pants, whether or not you wear short skirts, whether or not you wear long sleeve blouses or short sleeve blouses, whether or not you wear long um um shoes with eye heels or short heels or flat shoes, it just seems like you don't have the Oh my God, I'm struggling to find the right English words today. (laughs) It just feels like you no longer have any authority or you're not even allowed to have an opinion on what to wear anymore. Now, mind you, people usually say things like, well, you should have known even while you were dating that he didn't like you wearing XYZ. Sometimes it's not... um, it's not like you could be dating a guy and you say something like, um, I, maybe you wear an outfit and you're like, Oh, what do you think? And then the guy says something like, well, you look, you look good, but I typically prefer, um, ladies wearing long sleeve blouse over short sleeve blouse. I mean, that's not, (laughs) that's not something that, the person you're dating says to you and you automatically take it as, oh, this guy is never going to let me wear a short sleeve blouse. Like, that's just ridiculous, right? That's not how it's supposed to be, okay? Um, Or maybe a guy prefers long hair, you prefer to wear your hair short, 
and then you get married and it's like you wearing your hair short is you're not respectful towards your husband like this this kind of craziness i'm telling you ladies if if you um if you are like me where you're so you know you take your faith seriously and what that has meant for you is that over the years you really haven't had a life outside of church this might all sound normal to you it might even sound like well that's how god wants it to be my dear that's not how god wants it to be marriage is not where we go to die and i know that that might sound um I hope I'm not going off track here. It might sound contrary to everything you've been taught as a Christian woman. But marriage is not where we're supposed to go and die. It's not where our individuality is supposed to die. No. Marriage is where we bring our strengths and combine that with another person's strength. And then we're able to become more than we would have become by our own selves it's not where we come to submit all of our uniqueness and individuality and gifting and just and just kind of put that aside or put that in the trash to conform to our husband that's not what it means when it says the two shall become one no that's not (laughs) it's not a loss of individuality anyways i want to stick to the topic but i i believe that was like foundational to what i'm talking about today because all the things that we're talking about like how we think how we dress how we relate to our own bodies the decisions we want to make concerning our own bodies this all forms a part of our individuality you know god did not make human beings like cookie cutter right like everyone we're all unique in our abilities we're all unique in in who god has made us to be and that's what makes this you know that's that kind of variety is what makes even our existence beautiful so when we enter into marriage and we're handed this expectation that we're just supposed to conform to what our spouse wants to the point of erasing our own individuality my dear that's abuse it really is it's at the base at the foundation of that is that control and manipulation because a lot of times it's when an abuser says oh i I like this i don't like this it's not even true a lot of (laughs) a lot of times it's not even true it's just an attempt to control the wife because sometimes you see men that say things like oh i don't i don't like a woman with short hair you know i like women to have long hair i believe women should have long hair right and then they leave their wives to go be with women that have short hair and the woman is confused like what honey it was never about the short or long hair it was just an attempt to control and manipulate you. They could be telling the new new woman out there 
that oh i love your short hair i think it's vanity for a woman to have long hair i just love your hair the way you keep it short ladies i'm telling you abusers are crazy so you know sometimes it's not even about what they like or they don't like they're just gonna say they're just gonna look at you and see what you prefer and they're just gonna tell you to like the opposite of that just to create that unease and to be passive aggressive and to try and control you and see how you respond they're looking at you they want to see how you respond to that um and if you respond to that by conforming to what they said that's a signal to them that oh this one's going to be easy to to maneuver and and control this is someone that i can easily bring under my control right and then they just continue to do that over the course of the relationship over the course of the marriage and it becomes it starts small and then it grows big right okay so i've talked about like physical appearance and whatnot another example where abusers like to exercise control over your body is like um how do i i don't know if there's a term for this but when it comes to medicine right when it comes to your health yeah i think health is just pardon me i am i'm having some issues with fatigue right now so sometimes it's like i'm i'm struggling to find words but when it comes to your health, they want to exercise that control. Now, if if a person is in a state where maybe they're unconscious or mentally they're not they're not um, mentally well enough to make their own decisions, and when I say mentally well enough, I mean I mean like if um, say someone has like advanced stage dementia or alzheimer's disease or that kind of thing in those circumstances it would be completely normal to expect that their next of kin would make medical decisions on their behalf right but when you are in when you don't have any of those issues when you're you are in a position to make your own health decisions but the abuser the abusive spouse still tries to make decisions for you right so whether you have a medical condition and the doctor says okay so these are your options um you can either do surgery or do blah 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 and you're trying to think about it right and then the abusive spouse is trying to impose a decision on you. It's your body. If you choose surgery, you're the one who's going to go under the knife. If you choose some other kind of treatment options, you're the one that's going to deal with whatever um, side effects that comes with that. Now, now, is there a place for your spouse to weigh in and be like, okay, I've done the research. Um, this is what I'm thinking might be a better option. Yeah, there's a place for that, but it should be just that, just their opinion. It shouldn't be like, it shouldn't be like a rule. It shouldn't be like you have no say in your own um, care. 
or treatment option but that's what abusers try to that's another way they try to exercise control and usually they would go for an option that they feel is going to be the least inconvenient to them because abusers don't think about your health they really do not care they just don't want you to be an inconvenience to them period another good example is when it comes to birth control right and it's a really sensitive one because as women we are the ones that birth babies so it's interesting to me when abusers try to exercise control over our bodies determine i mean you should have you should come to an agreement with your spouse over the number of children that you plan to have or not have but when it comes to birth control or birth control choices or birth control methods your 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 husband even a healthy husband you know they shouldn't be the ones to make that decision because it's your body you know <laughs> and you know the way the world is set up there are more birth control options for women than there are for men i don't think that's an accident but it is what it is and each method comes with its own advantages and disadvantages or side effects um and if the woman is the one who's taking the initiative to do a birth control to to submit themselves to that kind of treatment then what method they choose should be their own decision really fine it's good to discuss it with your spouse and rub minds together but ultimately there should never be a time where your husband is the one who's imposing an idea on you who's saying you have to do this or no you must not do this that's just craziness there are abusive abusive husbands out there that would not let their wife even do any method of birth control but at the same time it's not like they want more children too or sometimes they just want more children but they aren't even responsible parents to the children they already have yet i mean we could have a whole different episode about how some abusers just love to have as many children as possible it's not because they love children it's because they see it as a way to tie down their wives and make it more difficult for her to walk away if she feels like she can't take the abuse anymore that's a whole different abuse tactic there that i'm not even going to get into today but yeah talking about birth control when we've been abused to a point where we no longer even see ourselves as adult capable of making their own medical decisions that's when we begin to we we begin we we feel like our husbands must approve of whatever birth control method we choose 
um and this is just something that happens to us over the years where we just become so codependent on that person that we fail to realize that we are adults and this is a decision that affects us the most and so we should be able to make those decisions ourselves it's like you know in an abusive marriage it just feels like you as the victim you're just you're not considered to be an adult even though you do all the adult responsibilities you take all the adult responsibilities but you're not considered as an adult your abusive spouse makes the adult decisions but never takes any of the adult responsibilities or takes very little of the adult responsibilities that's that's an abusive marriage in a nutshell so um i've given a few examples like your parents um medical decisions but control um those are the examples i can think of right now if you can think of other examples where you've been made to feel like your body isn't your own in your marriage let's have a conversation about that come to you know come talk to me on instagram at when marriage hurts or on our facebook group where you can post as you know your facebook profile name or you can post anonymously if you wish and let's let's discuss because you never know what um a lot of you think this podcast helps but you you might feel like you don't have a lot to offer but you never know what you could mention in the private facebook group that's going to be an eye-opener for another person so let's have a conversation about this what are the other ways that you felt like your body was not your own i didn't take a lot of time to talk about sex today because i really wanted to keep this episode short um but maybe you've experienced that in the area of sex maybe when you want to have sex your spouse we told it from you but when they want to have sex and you're not even trying to we told it from them but maybe you're just sick or maybe you have something else going on that you can't be available and they just make it they're not considerate of that they just make it into something big and i mean i've heard stories where husbands practically rape their own wives because they feel like they own a body and this is like misinterpretation of scriptures and twisting of scriptures really where they say well it's my right it's my it's your duty to give this to me there's no love in that there is no love in that that's abuse it's there's such a thing as a man raping his wife i know that's very controversial but rape is not complicated rape is simply a sex act without consent without mutual consent so um yeah i'm i'm gonna leave it at that let me know if there are other ways that you felt like in your marriage where you felt like your body was not your own and you almost felt like a slave like a property that your husband owned it's all part of eating abuse 
so let's um let's discuss that or i always love to hear from you every now and then when i get a message from someone or when someone posts on the private group it really encourages me because when when i'm sitting here alone in my closet (laughs) recording episodes i have no idea if this is helping anybody okay i have no idea if um i mean i see the number of downloads but I don't know if people just play this while they're cooking and watching a movie on Netflix or if they're really paying attention and if this is helping them. So I really love when every now and then when someone reaches out to me to say that the podcast has been a help to them. All right. So that's it for this week. Um, Until the next time I see you again. Well, not see you, but you know what I mean. Until the next time <laughs> when... I'll be shooting out another episode of the When Marriage Hearts podcast. This is Ola Davis saying, God bless you. And I want you to know that Jesus said he will never leave you nor forsake you. Even in the midst of the pain and the heartache, I want you to know that Jesus is with you. Have a wonderful week ahead. Bye.